Hi there. Thanks so much for joining me. My name is Jonathan Mills Patrick. I'm a former C-level bank executive and three-time startup founder who loves to talk about all things life design, entrepreneurship, and finance. If you found value in the content I'm about to share, please consider leaving a rating on iTunes or any other podcast platform as that helps more entrepreneurs find the show. For more ways to connect with me, please visit my website at jonathanmillspatrick.com. Hi guys. Thanks so much for joining me. Today, I want to talk to you about two things. I actually want to talk to you about my review of Clubhouse. I've been in it for less than a week, and I want to share with you some thoughts on the new social media platform that is Clubhouse. And then I also want to talk to you about and reiterate the purpose of a board of advisors for a startup or even just an entrepreneur that's launching a regular lifestyle business. But first, We'll start with my review of Clubhouse. So I got an invite from a young man, Eric. Nice to nice to talk to you. Uh, I got an invite from Eric to join Clubhouse. I've known Eric since I think he was probably about 10 years old when I actually used to teach karate to him. Uh, and we've stayed in touch all this time. Eric now has his own wealth advisory business in Nashville, Tennessee. And he's been leveraging Clubhouse as a platform to promote his business and obviously share content with his audience. Eric invited me to one of the meetings that he was being a panelist on. And if you don't know how Clubhouse works, I guess I should summarize that for you real quick. Clubhouse, the best way to think of it is if you enjoy podcasts, these are live uh, chats, live podcasts, basically, typically with panelists of people and an audience around a given topic. So in this instance, Eric's room that they were in was around life insurance and wealth. And Eric and other panelists with experience in that industry were sharing their thoughts and answering people's questions. So live Q&A once they've done their presentation. So first of all, I will say that just the user experience with Clubhouse, getting an invitation, you know, getting a profile created. I was able to use Twitter to create a profile faster. I thought the user experience was excellent. I thought finding uh, some interesting content was uh, pretty good as well. A couple of things I didn't like or I don't care about Clubhouse so far. Um, so most of the content that it's feeding me in my feed of events coming up uh, I don't think are things I would be interested in, or at least don't know that I would be interested in because I haven't experienced them. So a lot of them are, uh, frankly, people from other countries and the titles are in languages I don't even understand. So I'm not sure why Clubhouse is feeding me that information. I have entered into Clubhouse the topics that I'm interested in. So I would have assumed it would have fed me those topics. Now that could be what it's doing. So if I'm seeing, um, uh, I don't want to misspeak, so I'm being careful here. If I'm seeing Islamic language, uh, and, or, or written language. And, you know, obviously I can't read that. Maybe that is about startups and I'm not realizing it, but I would think having told it, I'm English speaking, it would sort of feed me those things. Maybe there's a way to translate those and I don't realize it. Maybe that's an enhancement they need to think about. It. I don't know. So my point is it's been feeding me some content that I just can't really consume or don't want to consume at this stage. It's not been consistently feeding me uh, things that I've told it I'm interested in, which is entrepreneurship, startups, health, those kinds of things. So that's kind of a knock on it so far. I'm sure they're working on their algorithm. One of the other things I don't like is, and I've experienced multiple rooms at this point. So I've been trying it out. I even was listening to uh, a room today on the startup life. Uh, is One of the other things I don't like and the danger of having a sort of open content like this is you tend to get people who may not be experts in a given field sort of expressing their own opinion of what they think on a topic 
but it's usually not factual or based on real experience. So I'll give you an example. Uh, just earlier, I was listening to, uh, I think the room is called, uh, or the clubhouse is called uh, something like Startup Club. And I was listening to a discussion and some so-called experts were on there. And I looked at a few of their profiles. They seem to be experienced professionals, but not necessarily experts in the area I think that they answered on. And a young lady came on and was asking questions about at what point her startup should start to add product managers. Now, if you're not sure what a product manager is, look it up. Maybe I'll do a video for you on that. But the point is, is she was asking a question about what time or where, what phase of a startup life people should add um, product managers to their, their, their mix of employees. And I felt like a couple people came on and, and they were panelists, so they were approved to speak, right? So the way the room works is only set groups are allowed to speak and they have to give you permission to speak if you're not in that panel, if you're just an audience member. Um, some people seem to be answering questions or answering her question about product management that based on their bios had no experience in product management whatsoever. And so I feel like uh, she was not getting the best advice that she probably could have. So that's one of the challenges with these types of settings. You know, here, um, it's just me speaking to you. Hopefully you've seen enough of my videos or my background to know that I, I have some experience in the things that I share. I'm sure there's been times I've shared just my opinion too. I hope I make that clear when I'm sharing that. But my point being that you know, you're getting, you have to be careful the, the advice that you're getting. You can't always believe everything you hear. Uh, and oftentimes people will be sharing their own opinions and not necessarily coming from a point of true experience. So be sure you're mindful of that. So it's just a couple of things I think are challenging with Clubhouse. Uh, maybe they'll get to this verification point that Twitter has done. Maybe they'll verify people based on topics of expertise. That's a great enhancement I'd love to see from them. Um, I do, in summary, like the platform a whole lot. I do. I'm a huge fan of podcasts in the first place. I listen to them every morning. Uh, and so I, I like this platform. I, I find myself lately, you know, looking for more rooms to participate in just because even if I'm busy doing something else, uh, there's usually a few nuggets you can pick out, even if you're sort of multitasking. So I, I highly encourage you to get involved. It's still at an invite only stage. No, don't ask me for an invite. I've already used the two that I was provided at this stage, um, but hopefully you can find one from somewhere else. I highly encourage you to check out Clubhouse. I think uh, it's uh, gonna be around for a while. I like the format. I like the idea. I just think there's some enhancements that need to be added to have them execute a little bit better. Now, let's talk about topic number two on today's video, which is the idea of a board of advisors. I've talked about this in the past, but I wanna reiterate it because comparing or, or relating to Clubhouse, I was on a in a room where they were talking about startups again, and a couple of people were talking about their board of advisors. So I wanna rem remind you of what a board of advisors is and why you might consider having one for your new business that you're trying to launch. Now, little comparison, it's not, not a board of directors. A board of directors are people who typically have a stake in your business. It's typically publicly traded or financed through venture capital or something like that. Um, and your board of directors are people who actually have, actually have a say-so in how your business operates. So they get a vote in decisions that are made um, and they have a say-so in how your business operates. A board of advisors does not have any authority in how you run your business. What they are meant to do is to provide you outside opinion, outside expertise in certain areas to help you and your business grow. 
So the way a lot of people in the startup industry or that are launching any business will do is they informally, informally have a board of advisors. Maybe they have an attorney they know and they'll call and ask them a few questions. Uh, that's informally having a board of advisors. You can formally create a board of advisors by inviting two, three, four, I've seen as high as nine people to your board of advisors. And then you regularly set meetings with those folks and you sit down and tell them the challenges that your business is experiencing and ask for their input on how to get around those challenges. That's the whole point of having advisors. Um, there are, sometimes these board of advisors are voluntary, so you're not compensating them. There are times in the startup world where you are compensating them. So you may see a consultant, someone like myself on, a, on your board of advisors, and you would give them a small percentage of equity just for the time they put in and advising you and helping you grow your business. So board of advisors, I usually encourage my clients when they form one to add people from a wide range of expertise. So you may have someone that knows legal issues really well, make sure they're, they're startup expert, right? Not just some random legal person who knows, you know, tort, tort law, but they don't understand startups. So add people based on expertise, just like we were talking about with Clubhouse, but they may be, you may have someone with legal expertise. You may have an, someone who understands accounting really well. Someone from the industry your startup is in is another good selection for your board of advisors. So if you're in media, uh, can you get someone in the media space to join you? Uh, as your board of advisors, that would be great. They usually come with all kinds of connections and expertise. You might add someone uh, from the investment world. Maybe you met with an investor and they weren't willing to invest yet, but they were really interested in what you were doing. You could add them to your board of advisors. That way they get a closer look and you can stay uh, in, in close with them and maybe get a, uh, some funding from them in the future. So set up a wide range of people, some diversity within your board of advisors, right? So another point, don't go out and get people who look and think exactly like you. Do the opposite. Get people who don't look and think like you. Statistics have shown that diverse boards, diverse companies excel above those that aren't. So that's kind of what a board of advisors is. You can form it informally or formally doesn't matter. The whole point is these are people who are willing to help you and your business grow. And I highly encourage you to think about that with any business that you're trying to launch and grow. Hope that information helps. Till next time, hope you find your voice. Have a good day.